Hey everyone, welcome back to Teenager Therapy. I'm Gael. I'm Thomas. Just us two. Yeah. The two gays of the group. No Kayla, no woman today. No. Oops. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, I don't feel like she would have much input on today's topic. Yeah. So today we're talking about tops, bottoms, masculinity, femininity, and the endless pain and struggle of finding yourself when gay. Two gays on a podcast. How insufferable is that? <laughs> Revolution. No one's doing it like this. No, I mean, no, no. one's done this before. Mm-hmm. So I was talking to a friend and he was telling me about how happy he is to be gay. Which is the complete opposite of what you were telling me in the car yeah. like 20 minutes ago about mm-hmm. how much you hate being gay and how much you wish you were straight. Yeah. Because what he was telling me is that like, He feels like he has recently gone through this thing where he has kind of figured out that he can express himself as feminine or as masculine as he chooses to. Mm -hmm. And that's a privilege that I think a lot of straight people don't necessarily have. Although I think now more than ever, that's more acceptable. Mm -hmm. But part of being gay is doing it. And it's like kind of what's expected, I guess. But you don't think that. Or do you? Hmm. You know, it's not the being... Okay, there's just so much, so many layers to go through here. But the whole reason why I was telling Gael that I wish I was not gay and I wish I was just straight was because I've had a very difficult life experience because of it. I think being gay has kind of been the start of a lot of problems between me and myself and between me and my friends and family, especially family. And I just think that if I was not gay, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have had to worry about that. And I don't know. There's just so much trauma behind being gay and growing up in, an immigrant household that doesn't necessarily understand it completely. Mm. So that's why I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I which is funny cuz in my experience I feel very happy being gay. Like I I definitely don't feel the urge to be straight. Like I'm in a lot of ways I'm happy to be gay. Um and I think well for one my experience coming out with my sexuality coming to terms with it i don't think it was as traumatic maybe as yours i feel like mine was relatively calm it's like you know there wasn't he did it through an instagram dm yeah like when i came out to my (laughs) friends i just added everyone in a group chat i was like hey guys i'm gay and then left the the group chat and that was it and people were like okay he's gay now (laughs) yeah that was it and then when i came out to my mom or my grandma i was just like oh yeah me and my boyfriend broke up and that was it. It wasn't like, yeah. oh, and like I'm gay. It was just mm-hmm. like, oh, so he's gay then. Yeah. And I mean, so yeah, I, I'm glad I'm gay. But I think the issue that I have, that I struggle a lot with is balancing my femininity and my masculinity and how trapped I feel in these roles of top, bottom, mm-hmm. all of that. Because, well, for one, 
I feel like I still have a lot of work to do when it comes to what kinds of relationships I feel comfortable being in. I think I've said this before on the podcast that I, although I'm gay and I'm like okay with it and I don't mind it, I still feel like I naturally conform to very heteronormative relationship tropes Mm -hmm. of like the feminine one and the masculine one. And so in my mind, me, I think I only ever have been in relationships where I am the more masculine one and the more dominant one, the top of the relationship. And I don't know if I, sometimes I think like, would I ever get into a relationship with someone who is 10 times more masculine, more dominant, more top than I am, right? Would Mm -hmm. that work? And I like, I don't know if, I don't know if I would, to be honest. Like, I don't know if I would. I don't know if I'd feel comfortable like bringing someone that looks more masculine, more manly than me home to my parents and interacting Mm -hmm. with them freely. I feel like I'd be scared of a lot of judgment of, is my mom going to think like I'm the bottom? Like, you know, like, (laughs) okay. I think that's the way my mind doesn't go there. Yeah. 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 I mean, of course that's where my mind goes Mm -hmm. because of, I think like when you're gay and because people ask you all the times is if you're gay in a relationship, one of the, one of the first questions people ask you is like, are you the top or are you the bottom? Yeah. Or are you the boy? Are you the, the boy or the girl? And like, of course you can't help but think that even your family members might think of that. I mean, obviously. Especially especially like in Mexican culture and like, and there, again, there's so many layers of like, yeah, if you're a top, you're supposed to be like this masculine person. If you're mm-hmm. bottom, you're supposed to be fit into this feminine role. And so it's kind of weird when you're like, you're masculine, but you're on bottom. That's weird. Yeah. That's not correct. Yeah, I get you beyond just the trauma and figuring it out and just coming to terms with your sexuality there's that world that you kind of have to adjust yourself to of the top and the bottom and masculinity and femininity and i this was a huge struggle for me especially during high school and now it still affects me now and I I feel like I have my manic episodes where whenever I am manic, I just, I completely conform to one or the other. There are a lot of times where I am intrigued by femininity and I will try and explore that through the kind of clothes I wear and my like mannerisms. But for the most part, I wouldn't even say I act masculine. I'm kind of just there and trying to present myself in a way that is socially acceptable and the most that's like conventional just to be accepted. That's where I stand. I don't think I'm very feminine and I don't think I'm very masculine. I'm, I don't know. I don't really know if I would label myself as anything. Really? Yeah. Is it because you're just yourself or you just have never... I don't know. That's the thing. I I really don't. And there's so much pressure to be someone like who you're expected to be. Uh, And I have always struggled just 
Who do you think people see you when people see you when they meet you without ever talking to you first? Who do you think they expect you to be? And do you feel that pressure? I don't know. You don't know. I just I code switch a lot. I think. I think when I'm my most comfortable self around friends, I can come across as more feminine. But even then, I don't know if that's really true. I do know that whenever I'm in settings such as school, like I'm in a class, I will try and be more masculine when I'm talking to other people because I don't want to be judged. By being it too sucks. feminine? Yes, it sucks that we live in a world like that. But, And I know not everyone thinks that way, but it's just... I'm, I'm in business school. Maybe if... I was an art student, sure. But being in USC, Marshall Business School, I don't really put myself out there. I will literally change into the most basic outfit and not express myself just so people can just, like, you know, not find a flaw to judge. Do you think it's because you're trying to conform to just your gender and what you think it's expected yeah. of you. So of course, like if you're a man, you want to be masculine. Yeah, of course. That's exactly what it is. And I've tried breaking out of it. I have been trying to break out of it. I just, at the end of the day, I will find myself refusing to wear a certain top or dress a certain way or talk a certain way because of it it's the small things it's the small interactions and the details in my life that i mm. slowly change to please other people yeah. and i've just always been a people pleaser i mean yeah that's i feel my that personality because i have noticed i do the same thing and when this is specifically talking about my personality and the way that i speak is i think i can pretty easily come across as one or the other i could be pretty feminine mm -hmm. pretty quickly or pretty masculine um, because I know there are people that as much as they might try to be masculine, they just kind of don't have it in them, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but I, or may a lot of gay people grew up mostly conditioned around girls. And so they kind of never really adopted any masculine traits. Mm -hmm. But of course, since I was quote unquote straight for the first like 12 years of my life and I grew up around straight men and interacted with them most of the time, I learned how to handle myself in those situations and such and just how I would act. Um, and I always do this thing where I, like, when I interact with men, whether it be, like, at a grocery store or cashiers or mechanics mm. or employees, whatever it mm. might be, any sort of man my age or not, I act more masculine, which usually just means more boring to me. So, my yeah. voice gets deepens, no expression, no emotion, just, like, Just I, responses, never a conversation. You. Yeah. Oh, thank you. All right. Thanks. But, you know, that's it. Yeah. Because they always seem bored out of their mind when they interact with people. They just kind of talk to you like, oh, was everything okay? Cool. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, yeah, it was fine. And so in my head, I think, like, even when it's in more casual settings, in my head, I'm like, if I just mock their behavior, they'll like me more. Exactly. But I don't... I also don't think that's true. Like, I think, like, some men are just shy and so we confuse this shyness this masculine shyness with like aggressiveness or 
like boredom or something straight men are also boring yeah like (laughs) but i like sometimes i see people like a lot of gay a a lot of gay boys that are like very feminine Mm -hmm. and they still are themselves around these straight men like completely themselves and it's like they don't change themselves at all and i really admire that because i think one is just like i realize they're still liked like they are still friends with these straight men that i think in our heads we can't be friends with unless we act exactly like them. But when I see like all the, how these other people interact with them, it's like they're themselves and they're still friends with them and they have like this unique dynamic. Yeah. I, I don't know. I grew up in a homophobic environment and I was trying to figure out my sexuality as young as like fourth grade. So obviously I lost a lot of friends because of it. And I almost lost my relationship with my family because of it. I did lose my relationship. I was able to make amends, but, you know, I, for me, being gay is a punishment. There are consequences to it. It's not something that you want to be. It's something that you should avoid trying to be. And because of that, I, I try my best not to have it be something in my life, which is so difficult because your sexuality it's such a big part of your life. It's wait, I yeah. I don't know. <laughs> That's interesting. That that. What are the groups that you truly don't hide your sexuality around? I don't know. My friends, usually girls. Mm-hmm. I think I I'm easily comfortable around girls, and with guys, I just I try and keep some distance apart. And if I do have to interact with them, I'll keep it short and simple and yeah. Mm. Just because I just have not had a good experience with supportive straight guys. I Obviously, there are some men in my life that know I'm gay and they're cool with it. As but there's a difference be, between being cool with it and, and like being friends with yes, you. Yes, exactly. And so far, I don't... I haven't experienced much of it. I have a little bit, but not a lot. And even just going to, let's say, frat parties. I see the way they will kind of, their eyes linger on me, and I can tell what they're thinking. Same way in every interaction when I'm introducing myself to someone in class. I see it. I feel it. And really? I'm, I know it's not in my head. <laughs> mm. It's just a thing, and... I don't know if that's really something I can change. It's just something that happens. That's so interesting. I guess I feel some of that with sometimes even my close friends, like the my elementary school friends that have, you know, that are all straight men that I've known for almost a decade mm-hmm. now. Even with them, sometimes I think to myself, am I being myself or am I being the am I trying to come across as like the straight version? to make them more comfortable yeah because well what's weird about my situation is that i was straight for like 12 years so i like grew up around these men i adopted their mannerisms Mm -hmm. that's just how like i socialized but then once i like enter this new stage of my life from like 13 to 19 i was around more gay people i had boyfriends i was gay i was learning how to you know what that side of myself looks like and so sometimes it's like am i one or the other like because mm-hmm. they're both me. It's yeah. not like I'm faking it. You know, like I was like, I'm just mocking because I like I was that. Mm-hmm. 
And I think now that's what I struggle with is what am I? Like, am I both this past uncloseted version of myself, this past closeted, or this new uncloseted version? And like, which one is truly me? Which one feels most authentic? And that's weird because like when I, when I like am with my straight friends, sometimes I feel like those mannerisms come out. And when with my gay friends, those other mannerisms come out. And sometimes it gets in my head like, I don't know. It's weird. It gets in my head. Like, who who really, like, what kind of person am I? Like, if you ask me to describe, like, are you masculine? Are you feminine? I I honestly don't know. Because I can be both mm-hmm. ends of the extreme. Yeah, exactly. Very easily. Yeah. And so, it almost turns into this thing where I don't want to be a victim of it. So, I will just pretend it doesn't exist. And masculinity and femininity aren't things that are controlling my life and i'm just trying to get through it yeah like you know, i swear I, that I'm, I'm just being myself but i'm like no there's like a lot of judgment i, pass I don't know i i don't know if... you see like what if this is me yeah yeah it's, that's the thing like <laughs> it's like am i overthinking and do this? i have to label it as feminine or masculine do i have to be more of the other or can i just exist and not have and to see be... what comes out exactly yeah that's what i think about that's that's what i think about which it still fucks with me because i like recently i've been like i want to explore my masculinity a bit more and Mm -hmm. define just what it means to me because i think what the reason i'm so confused is that i don't know what that means to me i just like i just am myself and then i'm like i don't know what you guys are going to perceive this as but whatever it is like good luck with that but i think i need to just take a moment to write down like what masculinity looks like what it feels like how i feel how i look how i act when i'm feeling masculine and i think that might give me a sense of what feels right and what doesn't yeah and this homophobia or this resentfulness towards flamboyancy it goes beyond just the straight community. It's in the gay community. And yeah, there's so much internalized homophobia. And I know that I used to do this. I would admit that whenever I saw someone being very flamboyant, I would judge them and be like, that could never be me. And it's just like, why? It's just my toxic masculinity. That is, that's me projecting. Mm. And that's me being uncomfortable with, a side of myself that I don't want to acknowledge. And so if you can't even be comfortable being flamboyant around straight people, or I mean, gay people, like Mm -hmm. where can you be comfortable around? And so I think a lot of gay men just try to present themselves as more masculine at the end of the day, because it's the one that is more liked and more outgoing and, easier to understand Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's i think that's all the other thing about this episode is the internalized homophobia in the gay community and also how that affects like dating and friends and friendships because i think i also feel the same way that i had a lot of internalized homophobia and i would project it onto people like "Ooh, i don't want to act like that i don't want to be too expressive Mm -hmm. and i i think it really comes out whenever i would talk to some other guy and that could be like 
that would have been like a potential, you know, yeah. May or whatever is May. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Partner. Yeah. Oops. Um, like I, of course, would try to present myself as masculine because it's like that's what people want mm-hmm. as like gay men. It's like you want a masculine man, and it's weird because even in friendships, I do that. Even in friendships, I'm like, oh, I feel like they would want a more masculine person. Like, I don't know if they would want someone feminine. Mm, oh, yes. Okay, I feel that too sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll catch myself saying something. I'm like, wait, that sounded so gay. I got di- to dial it back a yeah. little bit. But it's like, who cares? They're my friends, and they don't care. And I don't know. I... Oh, wait. I just... I forgot. <laughs> yeah, no, I... I get it. Like for me, it's to me, I think right now the definition of masculine is quiet, calm. And the, the this definition of femininity is louder, Loud, out there, vulnerable. Yeah. Yes. And it's like, well, I don't know if I agree with that regardless. And I think it like messes with me. And that's why when I am loud and when I am like being jumpy and excited, I'm like, I'm being too feminine. But it's like, yeah. what if that is the way I am masculine? Mm-hmm is showing that side yeah i just remembered what i was gonna say when you're talking to guys i remember when i would meet up with guys for dates or hookups or whatever and their voice would be a little more feminine than i expected i would be like oh Mm -mm." you know Mm -hmm. i i was caught off guard and i just I was trying to figure out why it made me so uncomfortable. And I think it's because since I struggle so much with my own masculinity is that I need to reinforce it with someone masculine. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's the thing. I like, say, you know what I mean? So many times. I'm so sorry. But, but I know what you mean. Yeah. I, I know what you mean. I like that's, that's, that's a part of like the, having these heteronormative standards of like, mm-hmm. I think maybe you see yourself as feminine and so you don't think it's right for two feminine people to be together because, again, the stereotype's top bottom. Like, yeah. who's going to you know? Oh, yeah, and as soon as, like, they are together, people completely invalidate it and make comments like, oh, they're bumping purses or whatever, or, like, two bottoms don't ever work and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And you know what's so funny? It's coming from the gay community. It's coming yeah. from your own kind and it's hard to imagine a society where that just doesn't exist because it's intertwined with everyone every man Mm -hmm. yeah dating is so weird because i think for me when i think about the type of relationship that i would want like when i think about yeah, like, this is my ideal man. This is my ideal thing. Like, and even in the relationships I have is that, like, I almost try to shape it to be like this. Mm. This heteronormative, like, relationship. Yeah, like, of, like, a man that just acts, quote, unquote, normal. But it's, like, what is normal, right? But I'm thinking in my head, I see it as, like, you know, someone that doesn't outwardly appear gay in a lot of ways. Because mm-hmm. I think I try to present myself as outwardly not appearing gay. That I am just, quote unquote, 
normal neutral yeah no yeah <laughs> yeah quote unquote normal yes, right yes, you get yes. what i mean like in those standards of like conventional oh, yeah just very conventional yeah. and i think like even with my partners i sometimes feel this pressure that they need to be conventional and just like oh yes that's a boy that's a man like pretty regular nothing you yeah. see here and that's where that internalized homophobia would come out if if i was dating someone that was overly flamboyant and i'm like oh shoot they're gonna know he's gay right off the bat mm-hmm. and like there's some shame in that for me which is yeah. like, kind of messed up very messed up actually yeah and you know it makes me feel guilty because sometimes in oh my god how do i word this how you you know how when people ask are you the boy or are you the girl in the relationship Sometimes I just see myself automatically assume the girl. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I'm trying to talk about it in like a way that makes the most sense, but I don't Wait, know. Wait, I, I think... you know what I mean? I want to be the one taken care of. And I want them to protect me. I want them to do all the stupid rom-com things that like boys do. Mm-hmm. Like try and win me over and they're the ones who are supposed to ask me on dates. I'm not supposed to ask them. And I don't know. And to you, that's what? I feel guilty because I feel like I'm just giving into that heteronormative standard that all relationships are kind of expected to give into. Because femininity to you is being chased. and Or that's just the conventional or traditional ways of how a man and a woman in a relationship behave right no i mean yeah Yeah. that is very like typical like i feel like that's the most common experience about what people assume femininity to be Mm -hmm. whether that's right but even then i don't even want it to be feminine i just want it to be like that's just what you like taken care of right that's just what you like without attaching this label onto it yeah exactly no i i get that i get that and i think that's when these labels of it's not necessarily even so much about like i don't know what it would be considered but like the top bottom like people yeah you could say like you could you could describe it as top bottom you could describe it as man girl in the relationship if you want to use that yeah but they all hold similar meanings Mm-hmm. Like the man and the woman, the top and the bottom, like these, the masculine and the feminine. These things that are expected of them. Um, well, because for me, I think that I'm very much the opposite. Is that I think I like to chase more than I like being chased. Like I like to take care of people. Yeah. You would assume the masculine role yeah. in a traditional relationship. Yeah, like, yeah. if you look at what I enjoy, you would probably attach the label of, like, oh, so he's, like, the man. He's the he, top. He's the he's... man of the relationship, and, yeah. Yeah, which I think often puts me in this box to not show my feminine side, because, like, oh, no, I'm supposed to take care of them now. Yeah. And it's, like, if they take care of me, then I'm suddenly little a little less masculine. And, and that might turn them off. Yeah, and yeah. that might turn them off, and that's something i struggle with like even in my because it's a genuine like thing people do it is yeah because like you know you see gay people talking about like oh i want like a big strong man that takes care of me and is masculine it's like why are we like as a gay community who is supposed to be like the progressive ones like breaking the barriers of what is expected of people still putting people in these boxes of like 
I want a man that fits this mold mm-hmm. because I think it puts a lot of pressure on the people that may like that. That's like, well, now they can't be anything else. They mm-hmm. can't be the ones taking care of. They can't be the ones doing this because they lose a little bit of themselves. They'll be less attractive. They will be wanted less. And yeah. I feel a lot of that. I think that's something I really struggled with is just being like, damn, like, guess I got to do it all or else they're going to want to go with someone more masculine. Exactly. And that's, I think that's the, in a lot of gay relationships, one of the thing, one of the questions that I think is constantly on people's minds is like, am I masculine enough for him? At least for me, that's the biggest mm-hmm. question. Like is, and I want to know what you see it as, because for me and all my partners, my, the question I'm always thinking is, am I masculine enough? Mm-hmm. Um, since I'm, I don't want to be feminine and I don't want to be masculine. But if you're looking at me and what I like, you would say that I'm probably more feminine. Feminine? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to like try and whatever. Um, But yeah. (laughs) And I don't know. I haven't been with super masculine guys that are like, you better be feminine or else I'm not. You know what I mean? It's more so just... I don't know. I haven't faced that because I don't think there is that pressure to be feminine. I think there's a much bigger pressure to be more masculine. And I wonder why. Because I, I, I agree. Mean, there it is goes a... back centuries. Well, <laughs> is there a lack of masculine gay men? Like, what? why? Yeah, because it's interesting you don't feel that pressure. I feel like that's especially because, like, maybe this is just a thing because I consider myself a top. And then that's, of course, comes with, like, that means you're masculine. Yeah. So maybe you don't... Well, do you feel a pressure to be feminine? Sometimes, but hardly. Really? I know that it would probably be expected that I feel that way, but maybe it's the men I meet. And actually, I was with this guy who I wouldn't have ever expected to be with because... He wasn't this, you know, big, dominant, masculine man that, like, I'm attracted to. It was just, if anything, he was similar to me. And I never thought that I could like that. And so, it was peculiar. You yeah, know? what was it that was, like? It was nice. We understood each other on, like, deeper levels than I have with, like, other gay men. But I will say that when it did come to sex, it didn't feel as exciting. Like, I didn't love it as much. And I don't know. Really? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I felt guilty because I think I wanted him to act a certain way. And he just couldn't give me that. And that's, like, totally fine. But now it's a problem in the bedroom. It did. It wasn't the reason why we like ended things, but there was just that. It was just factor. Yeah, it, it. I did not break up with them because of that. It was just something in the relationship that was kind of just happening, and I was just like, oh, I mean, our sex life, like our sex life, isn't as amazing as like my past sex lives, and I don't know how to make of that, what to make of that, but. 
it's not necessarily a problem. Yeah, that's, okay. well, that's, that's the other thing is that, <laughs> yeah, like when it comes to sex life and especially when you are in a relationship with someone that, you know, you see more as yourself because like romantically it works out. It's like, oh, well, we get yeah. along well. But when it comes to sex, that's like a whole nother dynamic. But I'm curious, like, is that something that was just like an initial shock because you couldn't get past? Like, could you have got past it? See? And I- learn to like it? I don't think I gave myself the chance to. Um, and is that... He wasn't, like, a very sexual person either. So okay. it's, like... Well, let's just assume, like, it's okay. another person. It's, like, <laughs> okay, same okay. dynamic, though, right? Um, it's, like, someone less dominant, but still mm-hmm. just... I don't know. Is it, like, a mental block? It's a mental block. It's... Because do you... Okay, sorry. So many questions at once. But is it a mental block because you think... Because you still have these ideas and this like perception of what that you know that sexual relationship should look like and oh fuck i forgot how to word it yeah sure i think i i think i know what you're trying to get at and it's just integrated into my life and i don't know how to fix it okay okay here let me let's make up some scenarios like right like I think in my sexual relationships, it's always been basically like I'm the masculine one, they're the more feminine, or I'm the dominant one, they're the submissive one, Mm -hmm. they're the feminine, quote unquote, I'm the masculine one. And so there is that dynamic, that typical Mm -hmm. dynamic of like this submissive person and there's this dominant person and whatnot. Um... And typically, my sexual partners have also been people that I see as more feminine than me, looking mm-hmm. appearances physically. Yeah. And, and you know, that's just what I am attracted to and what I'm used to. But sometimes I wonder, like, yeah, if I did get into a sexual encounter where it's like this... You're not yeah, the masculine like, one Let's anymore. say it's like this tall man, yes. right? This tall, muscular, masculine man. Like, he looks like, on a, physically, he mm-hmm. looks like he'd be, like, dominant, but maybe he just happens to be submissive. And he's like, see, that's another thing is appearance can dictate a lot. Like, yeah. even if I wanted to be dominant, can I, yeah. really, can a five, four man really be dominant? You know what I mean? That's the thing. No one, no one takes me seriously to begin it, with. And that's, <laughs> and that's the, okay. That's what I'm getting at. No one, like you say, no one would take me seriously. And that's like, How also what, what yeah. I feel is like, what, you know, would I take that seriously? I'd be like, I feel silly. Like I should, you should be the one on top or, you know, yeah. like, or and like, that's how a lot of gay people like think. Yeah. So like, if I, you're short, then you're you the bottom. The top. If you're tall, then you're the top. And that's like the only way you can go about it. But there are tall bottoms and there are short tops. Which is why I say like, is this a mental block? Is this it just is a mental block. internalized homophobia? It is. It's all internalized and it's all <laughs> things that we as a society have just been working towards like everyone. And I mean, are we doing our part and we're being not more okay with that? Like, are you we guys are not up with doing our people? part? I think a lot of gay people don't understand that there's a problem with it. I think gay people have a type and they're not willing to explore outside that type. And yeah. that's just keeps us in this bubble of roles and labels yeah. and makes everyone unhappy. Yeah, exactly. And Another question is, is there something wrong with having that type? You know what exactly. I mean? Is that something they can really change and work on? Because I did explore out of my usual type and it didn't fulfill me in a sexual way. So it's like, 
Hmm. But isn't it so sad though? Because I think like as gay people, we all want to be more accepting and break these norms of masculinity and femininity. And so you like, look, you found this dude that you get along with great, like, you know, he could be a great partner, but sexually, because we still have these ideas of what the dynamic should be like that, that own mental block stops us from finding love. And so is this the reason that like so many gay people are lonely because where there's just so many labels and expectations that has to be that right guy. Yeah. Just compliments each other's role. And if you're not in either of those roles, dating gets really complicated and difficult. Which I don't think a lot of straight people experience that because for the most part, the roles are defined. But here, they're they're split way more. Mm -hmm. Each person has those two sides. And this is, again, where I am coming from when I'm like, I don't want to be gay. I want to be straight. And Mm. I say that as a joke, and it usually is a joke, but there are times where it's just I want that simple, simple love life. I want, I don't want to have to figure out if I have to be this masculine or feminine person. And it's just, it's an ongoing thing. Yeah. Like, I honestly really just wish I could be myself. I think, like, I struggle with that. Of, I definitely am a people pleaser in the way that I shape myself to be, like, the most conventionally attractive version of myself that I can be, depending mm-hmm. on what I want. And so... You know, like, I think a lot of times in the past, if I was on going on a hookup or I wanted to go on a hookup, it's like, hmm, I feel like being the top. So I'm going to present myself more masculine when I meet yeah. them. I'm going to ask more, ask, you, know, act, you know, act more masculine. And then if I'm like, oh, I feel like being a bottom, it's like, okay, well, now I got to act feminine. It's like, mm-hmm. why can't I just be myself all the time and just not? Not possible. Right? Like, like it isn't. It really, it sucks. And it sucks. Like, especially when meeting new new people, there's... That's the other thing that affects dating is that since we all have basically you would see it as two sides of like your sexual side and your personality. It's like some people are masculine, have a masculine personality, but they're still a bottom and that's what they enjoy. Yeah. And so I think when us as gay people, when you meet someone new, another gay person that you might be interested in, I think that question is always at the back of your mind. It's like Mm -hmm. you're analyzing and criticizing them. In your mind, like, ooh, that was a little feminine. Could they be a bottom? Ooh, that was a little masculine. Maybe they're a top. Like, what are you? Yeah. We all do it. Like, the stereotyping and the gaydar, it just, it feeds into that problem. Yeah. Yeah. I think... But we're all guilty of it. Like... I think it's also a, a an age thing. I think a lot of people grow out of it. Mm-hmm. Because I see a lot more older gays being more comfortable with like being averse and not strictly being like top or bottom or just Mm -hmm. willing to be whatever makes the relationship work because they've i think a lot of people realize if you stick with one label of i'm a bot like in talking sexually now of like i'm a bottom or i'm a top it gets so much harder because you really do limit yourself to like oh there's this perfect guy but he's a bottom like i don't want to deal with that yeah so i think we have to explore you really got to be open-minded yeah. and to try everything because if you stick to a role, you will be very unhappy, I think. Mm-hmm. Just how do we go about it? Start, like, just <laughs> trying know. things, I guess. We don't have the answers if you can't tell. Yeah. It's just very unlucky. It's a very unfortunate situation when it comes to all of that. Like, I wish we could all just be ourselves and straight people don't have to worry about this. That's true, although they have toxic masculinity to worry about. 
And that Same. seems to be beating their ass because they well, yeah, it well. true, but <laughs> you know what's weird is that like for women they want like they are attracted to more feminine men and like for the gay community they're attracted to more masculine men so sometimes i'm like damn if i was straight and i acted like this dude, i'd be I was so like, attracted to dude, a woman I like i'd be getting like, i was about to bring up that same point because i would have girlfriends who would tell me like oh my god if you were straight like we get along so good you would be the perfect boyfriend and i'd be yeah. like i know i know because <laughs> i get it like yeah yeah but exactly. unfortunately i'm into men right now so it's I have to assume the role, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I'm slowly trying to discard discard the terms of tops and bottoms and labeling people. Yeah, in my head when I meet them, I was like, "Oh, he's probably a bottom. Mm, he looks like a top." Because I think that's a mentality that I have that I am just now becoming mm. aware of. That is, mm. I've become aware of it like a long time ago, especially since coming to college, because you're just exposed to so many different types of gay people so i've just completely forgot about that which is nice but when it comes to like friends wise okay whatever i don't think about it but if we're gonna be intimate and romantic i have to start thinking about that it just happens yeah so i think if anything it's just the only solution is to have an open mind like don't let whether you're taking it up the butt or giving it to someone like don't let that stop you from yeah. finding true love because i think i think we can get used to it because sexuality is so fluid like you could develop mm-hmm. new kinks by joking about them so i think like if you really are like an open person open-minded you could learn to be a top you could learn to be a bottom verse whatever it is yeah explore basically anyways i think that's it for this episode i think we covered a lot yeah that was good that was efficient for straight people this episode probably was like so hard to follow but hopefully we made it simple for you to understand and digest yeah and if you're a gay man listening to this i'm sure you related to a lot of it i wonder if um gay girls have like this problem too i think they do obviously but i don't know if it's to this extreme level I think, yeah, because you see, like, the I masculine. I more open-minded. Lead. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah. I do wonder. That'd be interesting. Mm. Well, let's, well, what, what poll should I have? Are you a top or a bottom? <laughs> <laughs> um, what question? What honestly, poll? I mean, it would be kind of interesting to see where people put themselves as. Mm. And, like, just, like, in between or, like, I don't know. Okay, I'll think of something. Yeah. Something interesting. But, anyways, thank you all so much for listening. Um yeah if you're gay be open-minded don't limit yourself to a role Mm -hmm. or these expectations because like why do that so thank you for listening and we will see you in the next episode bye bye